Welcome to Slight Reliability. Learning SRE one day at a time. I'm Stephen Townsend. Welcome back to Slight Reliability. I'm Stephen Townsend and this is the show where we learn SRE one day at a time. Today I'm going to share a talk I did at the Grafana user group earlier in the year where I share our experience at IAG attempting to implement SLOs and also talk about the reliability benchmarking exercise that we embarked on and found a lot of success with. Now, if you're listening to the audio only version of this podcast, I do apologize. There's one point in the talk where I refer to something on the screen, which is a big interactive workshop, which we designed for uh, defining SLOs. So that's what it is, in case you're wondering. And if you did want to see what it looks like, you can go along to the YouTube version of this to see that. So here's the episode and I'll chat to you afterwards. Okay, hi there, my name, as I mentioned before, uh, my name is Stephen, I live in New Zealand and it was suggested to me that I might talk about service level objectives, SLOs, and how we've been attempting to apply them at IAG. Now, if you go online and you look up articles and videos relating to SLOs, you're probably going to be overwhelmed by glowing reports of how amazing they are and how everyone should be using them. And there'll be plenty of buzzwords, but very little detail about where to actually get started or how to make sense of it all within the unique context of your organization. So today I'm going to share our warts and all journey so far at IAG into adopting SLOs and how truly challenging that has been, but also what we've learned and gained along the way. Today's story has the following chapters, what are SLOs, uh, then the SLO adoption workshop that we developed, how we pivoted to focusing on benchmarking of reliability, and some things which will impact how successful you might be when implementing SLOs. And remember, this is just our experience. I don't claim to be an expert on SLO adoption. Service level objectives, SLOs, were developed by Google as a way to drive towards high reliability within their highly complex and massive scale environment. SLOs were built to drive towards a better customer outcome by focusing on making sure that our services are available and responsive to customers rather than getting lost in the myriad of technical metrics behind the scenes. SLOs are now reportedly being adopted by organizations all over the world. So to explain what an SLO is, I provided a fictional example based on a real world situation. So you start with a high-level objective. For example, an organization might have a goal to reduce their operating costs by $10 million a year. And one way to do that is to increase how many customers use digital channels, web and mobile, because call center interactions are time-consuming and have a lot of manual effort. So how do we convince more customers to use digital interactions? Well, providing a fantastic digital customer experience comes to mind, and within the context of reliability, providing a fast and responsive service is one aspect of that. So to know if we're heading in the right direction, we need some kind of measure or indicator. And I've given here the example of time to DOM interactive. And that's just a metric which tells us in the browser how long it takes between a customer clicking a button until they can proceed with the next thing. This is an indicator on whether or not our web page is fast and responsive, which ties in with our business objective. 
So we call these service level indicators or SLIs. A service level objective is a specific target we set for an SLI. So in this case, we're saying that each day we want the service to take two seconds or less 90% of the time. We track the SLO in production alongside our business goal and we make continual adjustments. If, for example, we are not seeing an increase in digital uptake, then we may need to set a new objective. Maybe how fast and responsive the website is isn't a key factor. Or maybe it is the right thing, but we, we need to track a different indicator. Or maybe we need to set a more aggressive SLO. This ongoing adjustment is what makes SLOs a culture shift away from traditional NFRs and ways of working. Okay, so 10 months ago, I joined this newly established SRE enablement team at IAG. And our job is to bring to life the goodness of SRE concepts to teams across the organization. If you haven't heard of IAG, it is Australasia's largest general insurance provider. And in Australia, it includes brands such as CGU and NRMA. Um, and in New Zealand, brands like State and AMI. One of the first concepts that surfaced in this SRE team was that of service level objectives, SLOs. And we actually had a team asking to help, us, help them implement SLOs right in the beginning. SLOs were a brand new concept to that team. They were a brand new concept to all of IAG, and they were a brand new concept to us, the supposed experts. So we had to rapidly go and learn and make sense of all of this. I would say that IAG is a particularly challenging landscape to attempt this kind of work in, given the complexity of our technology, our structure, our culture. And my guess is that many organizations, especially large enterprises and government departments, would be in a similar position. It was honestly a pretty daunting task, but we put our best feet forward. We started by reading and learning. I read the Google SRE book cover to cover. I found articles and podcast episodes. I discussed SLOs with other SREs in the industry. I consumed as much knowledge as I could. And throughout all my research, I was actually pretty frustrated by the lack of real world examples or specific instructions. Everyone was saying, do SLOs without covering the how or even the why. There was a, a lot of celebration and not a lot of reality. I'm not sure where it came from, but we came up with this concept of a facilitated workshop that we could run with teams to identify SLOs together. I'm not going to go into great detail on the workshop, but if you want to, you can check out the recordings from SLOConf22, where my colleague Gwen and I shared our experience running this workshop with a couple of teams. At a basic level, the workshop had the following flow. Firstly, identify the different customer groups for a particular application. Next, identify the key services that the team provides those customers. Next, benchmark the current reliability of those services to see where we are at today. Next, define high-level human-readable objectives. For example, a fast and responsive web interface. Next, identify indicators which can help us measure those high-level objectives. And lastly, set specific SLOs for the indicators that we identified. You probably can't see anything here because of how zoomed out it is, but this is a screenshot of the original workshop, workshop template, which was absolutely enormous. Uh, we built it using Miro, which is an interactive whiteboard application where teams can collaborate in real time in a really visual way. 
And that was important for us because our teams are split across different countries and cities and mostly working from home. So I will say that Miro was the ideal tool for this kind of work, and I'll be using it or similar tools a lot more in the future. Unfortunately, despite the weeks and months of work we put into the workshop, it really provided very little tangible value. Even after hours of workshopping, we only identified a few SLOs, and they just didn't feel connected to anything real. It felt like we were going through a ritual without actually working towards a desired outcome. So as a team, we took a step back and asked ourselves, what is it we're trying to achieve here? We decided we were really trying to help teams understand their customers better and to understand the impact of their technology changes on their customers. We also reflected on our team purpose, which we summarized as enabling happier customers and happier staff through the lens of reliability. So if SLO adoption wasn't providing those outcomes, then how might we achieve those outcomes in other ways? We decided to pivot and try something completely different. Rather than trying to specify SLOs up front, we would just go in and benchmark a team's current reliability. And through this, we were able to go in and deliver immediate value and not get stuck in conversations that don't go anywhere. We looked at a number of different lenses, originally based on Google's four golden signals, which we expanded on. And we also included a, a customer conversion rate. One additional lens I've been thinking about is whether we can measure how much toil, you know, manual, tedious, repetitive work that a team is doing, but that's a, a still a thought in progress. Through this manual analysis, we were able to pull together what I think were some pretty valuable and interesting insights. Two that stood out. The first was an extremely high number of JavaScript errors occurring in our customers' browsers. Roughly one in 10 times a customer clicked anything, a series of JavaScript errors would fire off in the background in their browser. The second really interesting finding was that there were approximately two P3 or P4 production incidents occurring every single day. And there were actually even more than that because uh, that were being missed by my ServiceNow filter. So what were all these incidents? And are there any patterns? How much effort is the team spending on a daily basis to remediate these incidents? By working with the team, we discovered that most of these incidents were actually caused by call center staff raising technical incidents for unexpected business rules. For example, uh, price not being returned due to a location being uninsurable. So there was both an education gap here in terms of what constitutes a technical incident, but also a lot of outdated documentation that needed to be fixed up because it was pointing people in the wrong direction. So you'll notice here that we just identified two major opportunities to improve our reliability without mentioning SLOs once. And if there's one thing I'd like you to take away today, it's this. The goal of SRE is not to do SLOs. It's not even to do SRE is to achieve great customer outcomes. And it really doesn't matter how you go about that. In fact, you really can't avoid leaning in to the unique complexity of your organization to come up with your own bespoke way to do that. The manual benchmarking process took me about a week, obtaining access, gathering data, uh, analyzing it, reporting. I also had to go to four different tools or places, Splunk, New Relic, Prometheus, and ServiceNow. So once we completed this first benchmark and got our team thinking, 
how can we empower teams to track their own reliability over time? How can we automate or simplify this process? And that's when we started discussing the idea of a single pane of glass, a way to pull all of this reliability data into a single place. We engaged with Grafana Labs and started a proof of concept for Grafana Enterprises, uh, Grafana's enterprise plugins, which can connect to each of these tools natively. Here you can see a somewhat obscured view of our prototype dashboard. I've highlighted each panel to show where the data was coming from, you know, New Relic, Splunk, ServiceNow, or Prometheus. And at a glance, this is just another dashboard. But to me, what makes it valuable is the thought behind it. We identified the key things we wanted to know about this application, where to find the data, and now we've pulled it all together into a place that we can track it, share it, and discuss it moving forward. More recently, I've been pulled back into the world of SLO adoption, and I've been asked to help figure out how to apply SLOs in a very large and complex program of work. And while grappling with the complexity of the program, including the number of teams involved, the diverse technology, the team structure, I started to think whether or not there might be prerequisites that need to be in place for SLOs to succeed. For example, before we can even start, I think we need to understand the reliability and the performance of our services in production. This requires having sufficient observability in place to do that. If there are gaps in visibility, then they need to be remedied. I think that's one of the benefits of adopting SLOs. It highlights gaps in your observability, which in itself drives towards better outcomes. Secondly, implementing SLOs is not just a cosmetic alteration. It's a culture change. It is a shift to embedding reliability and business objectives into the day-to-day -day work of each team. Teams need sufficient time and mental space to undergo that change. If they are constantly under the pump to deliver features or fight fires, they will not be able to effectively engage with the work. Related to the previous point, reliability and performance need to be valued. Are we here to deliver as many features as we can within a set of deadlines? Or are we here to create a great product that we can pin our future onto? Reliability and performance need to be as important as features, or they will be continually be the thing which is pushed back whenever there are delays in delivering those features. Teams also need ownership for the level of service that they provide and the autonomy to set and adjust their own objectives. This is fundamental to the concept of SLOs, to embed reliability within teams. This requires program and other stakeholders to put trust in teams to deliver a high level of service. The moment external groups impose uh, a certain targets on teams, they lose ownership of their service and it becomes a box ticking exercise. Flowing on from that, in order for teams to operate with autonomy and to own their own SLOs, we need business and technology stakeholders embedded and working together within teams, not separate entities. This enables teams to independently make decisions about service level, among many other things. And lastly, I've touched on this already, but adopting SLOs is a culture change and it requires the right environment for it to succeed. Blameless culture and psychological safety are surprisingly two of the most talked about aspects of site reliability engineering. And it's been shown that these are key factors in whether teams are high performing or not. If we don't have trust, if people don't feel safe to speak up, we're going to fall into counterproductive patterns of behavior, such as a them and an us attitude between teams. And we can't afford that when working with SLOs. 
It needs to be collaborative, open-minded. We need to experiment together. So that's the story so far, almost. In fact, very recently, we've decided to push back on implementing SLOs in that large program of work and instead to start with a reliability benchmark again. We think this will provide better value faster and will ultimately help if we decide to adopt SLOs later. So what are the lessons? Keeping in mind we've essentially failed in SLO adoption, so I'm hardly qualified to give advice here. For one, SLOs in the real world are hard. They are awkward, they are messy, they require many people working together in a new and scary way. Just be aware of that before you start. Secondly, I don't think it matters whether you use SLOs or not. What matters is the customer outcome. In your unique situation, how can you make the lives of your customers, your teammates, your colleagues better through the lens of reliability? How can you creatively problem solve to make that happen? And if the concept of SLOs can help, use it. Thirdly, if you do want to adopt SLOs, start with the business objectives. Once you know what the organization wants to achieve, everything you do can flow on from that. This will give you focus and an immediate connection between business and technical stakeholders. Fourth, you need the right culture in place. Blameless culture where it's about finding a path forward rather than finding someone to blame. You will continually fail and how you respond to those failures will determine your success. This includes psychological safety and giving teams time and space to improve and innovate. If teams are always under the pump, they will end up drowning in a sea of technical debt. Fifth, to get the level of collaboration required to implement SLOs, you really need leadership support. You'll need leadership to provide time and space and priority to teams to give them a chance to experiment with SLOs. You can't necessarily just convince everyone to adopt SLOs through persuasive presentations, especially if everyone is too busy to listen. And lastly, apply SLOs the way we apply anything else in modern software delivery. Don't take the waterfall approach of trying to plan everything out in advance. Instead, start small, try something, see how it goes. Learn from what works or does not work. Experiment together. Keep focused on the business outcomes and measure those as well. This is the only way to succeed within the massive complexity of modern organizations. So that's all I wanted to share today, and I hope you got something out of the session. Even if you disagree with our approach or ideas, that's just as valuable as seeing something you want to experiment with, in my opinion, because it helps you narrow in on your approach. And that's all from another episode of Slight Reliability. Thank you so much for tuning in. Hope you got something out of this episode. I spent quite a lot of time preparing that talk and only got to present it once, so I think it was definitely worthwhile sharing it once again. So I'll be back next week with an interview. So looking forward to that. And uh, I'll see you then.